0: Get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust progressive progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law.
1: We thank once again, Jake from another dolphins podcast in our odyssey, 2400 sports sister network of football podcastery for joining us a little behind enemy lines action, Andy. Whew, I got to tell you, they have every reason to be confident coming into this matchup. With Tua never having lost to Bill Belichick, that high-flying offense, a defensive coordinator who promises to do better this week. Matchup nightmares along both sides of the line. And as we get into our preview and, of course, the FanDuel Sportsbook Bet of the Week, a New England Patriots team that we were critical of last six rings post-game following the defeat at home in the opener to the Eagles. But then as the week progressed, it's I could see, I could feel The confidence, a little progress, some baby steps. I thought we were trending in the right direction. Like people were feeling better about Mac. There was Darius Slay on his podcast, Big Play Slay, saying, I got to give credit to Mac Jones. He made a lot of the right checks, right throws, right reads. He was doing great work out there. We thought the line stepped up as well as they could. You know, uh, Kendrick Bourne, he's reborn again. The rookies got their feet wet. Nowhere to go but up. And then as the week ticked on, here we are. Juju Smith-Schuster, banged up. What is he hiding? What's going on? The offensive line, literally every starter is on the injury report. You can expect at least 40% of them to probably not play because they're on the concussion protocol. I mean, guy, can we just, can this team catch a break or is that just, or am I just making excuses?
0: Making Both. excuses. I mean, I think some people, probably not people listening to this, but um, some people would probably argue that they caught a break for somewhere in the range of 18 or 19 years. Fair um, enough. And that maybe the pendulum has actually swung in the other direction and things are evening out. Um, it's not great. It's not great, Bob. It's not a great way to That's start not, I mean, I literally
1: wrote that in my little breakdown of what's going on with Juju Smith-Schuster on WEEI.com. insert not great Bob meme here. Like you just, you, you can't have wide receivers. You know, Parker had the knee last week. What the hell's going on with Juju? Almost no offensive line. And of course the Patriots defense was terrific. And they've just been receiving all their flowers all week long. And then some, including an absolute tongue bath from Mike McDaniel earlier today, along the lines of, uh, you know, earlier Thursday, like he's the grandfather of the modern defensive scheme, you know, We were figuring out iPods while he was deciphering defense. Like we get it. I, you know, like that, that's the buttering up of the young apprentice to the evil Sith Lord. But all, all that and a bag of chips may still not be enough against a team with a good defense, a quality pass rush and an offense that looks like they're just, they wake up and roll out of bed and they're ready to put up 35. Well, I don't,
0: there's no way you can complain about Juju and Parker because when you trade for and sign injury-prone or injured, already-injured receivers, and then they're injured, that's on you. That ain't on them. Like, that's yeah. a that's a you problem, not a them problem. And then when you don't invest in depth and talent and experience on the offensive line, well, that's on you when you get to week two and some guys are banged up and you're considering signing waiver wire, P-U-P street free agents because your rookie mid and late round picks are banged up like some of these um, are self-made problems some of these we saw coming some of them we should have seen coming Um, whatever it is but I don't think that totally overshadows what you're talking about in terms of positivity I think there's still still lots of reasons to be positive about the defense the offense may have its issues and that may be a problem trying to keep up with Tua and Tyreek, and the Dolphins. But the defense put a really nice performance together and added, we're talking about offense losing people, subtracting people from the mix. Defense added people. Christian Gonzalez can play. Keon White can play. Marte Mapu can probably play, even though he didn't get a ton of snaps. You didn't really use Jalen Mills. Jabril Peppers was used in a different role. Looks like maybe he is truly a year removed post-ACL. More athleticism. You have... Jonathan Jones, who you didn't have all summer and until you see him, he's going to be at least some doubt: Is he ready to go? Is he going to be good to go regular season? So defensively, the strength of your team met the challenge of opening day, came out, played well. And I would even say um, you probably feel better about them in terms of their depth and and ability and, and guys that you can roll through than
1: you did heading into that Eagles game. So positivity on the defensive side of the ball. 100%. The Patriots, as we we figured this summer, the Patriots were likely to pin their hopes or at least lean on their defense, their speed, their power, their prowess, a solid secondary or at least an excellent safety core with a cornerback unit that could be a house of cards depending on which way the wind blows any given week or could be a strength like it was last week. Yes, Jonathan Jones has had success in the past against Tyreek Hill. You're likely not going to see the New England Patriots play press man against the Miami Dolphins who just have an absolute fleet of mid-sized speedsters who can burn you at a moment's notice anywhere all over the field. Tua has been playing or at least debuted with a lights out effort, 466 yards last week. Funny enough though, the only quarterback that had more yak last week in terms of yards after catch than Tua was Mac Jones. So he actually was getting it done through the air last week. He wasn't relying on his speedsters to just take the ball and run with it, though they're still incredibly adept at that. The defensive line, gut pressure. They flushed out Jalen Hurts time and again. They got in his grill. They made his reads difficult. They're going to need to do all of that and then some again this week because I I can't tell you what kind of effort we're going to get from the Patriots defense. The one thing we can hope is that whatever form, iteration, or version of the offensive line they trot out Sunday night at 820, on Sunday Night Football, let's just hope they at least are healthy enough to remember to push people in the opposite direction to allow Zeke and Ramondre to do their work. Because the Dolphins gave up, like you pointed out uh on a previous, one of the 19 podcasts we did this week, they gave up 5.9 yards per carry, 240 yep. on the ground. That's a good Chargers offensive line and some good running backs. But the Pats are going to have to establish themselves on the ground this week because you can't have Mac Mac uh, 75% of their plays on offense last week were passing dropbacks. I, that's not a formula for success.
0: Well, first of all, whatever line they put out there is not a formula for success, in my opinion. I, I just don't know how, even if it's, I mean, I guess best case scenario, you're hoping that Cole Strange uh, gets healthy and Mike Onwenu gets healthy and gets back out uh, there. They haven't played. They haven't gotten reps. Are they even able to play? It's kind of what we talked about last week. Even if they get out there, do you have to rotate? Are they not ready to play a full game? I mean, one of the most stunning things of opening day was that you used five offensive linemen that played all snaps, 100% of the snaps Mm -hmm. in that opener against that dominant defensive front. Now, this front, not as dominant, still good, still has disruptors, still had playmakers. And, I mean, if we're being honest, if we're being dead honest – Dead That's honest. Dead honest. The likelihood is the Dolphins front kicks the Patriots offensive line's
1: ass, correct? I'd say gives them trouble. Kicks their ass. Okay. Gives them I trouble. Mean, who's playing left tackle? It's a great question.
0: So you don't... Ins- <laughs> I it's we, we, Thursday afternoon. afternoon. It's
1: 4 TV o'clock and TV I don't know hot. who's playing left tackle.
0: TBD sucks we learn it with Major League Baseball when it's like two hours before game time and it says TBD is starting tonight usually bad news for your team and when you have a left tackle whose name is TBD that's bad news now I'm joking because I'm sure Bill Belichick and Adrian Clem and Bill O'Brien have a list in contingency plans um, good friend Mike Cadlick had a little note that I believe it was over the last two years players who were on the injury report with concussions didn't play that week or something like that. Like well, they don't, it's, it's not likely you see Trent Brown. Um, that's if Trent Brown even wants to play. I mean, I have no idea. I'm going to throw that out there just because it's Trent Brown. And I think that's always part of the story, whether he's engaged and you know, whatever. Um, and that's not a head injury thing. Oh, in my day, we played through head injuries. Nope. That's just Trent Brown is the, is the box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get from him. Like he can dominate or he can not be out there. and so. When you start a game not knowing who your left tackle is, and you're not a team that has an abundance of linemen. Well, you do actually have an abundance of linemen.
1: Oh, yeah, you brought 11 into the season, and you got about 15 more in the practice squad.
0: You just don't have an abundance of good, proven linemen. Like, guys, you're really comfortable and excited to get out there and in uniform. You don't know who your left tackle is. You don't know who your left guard is. You don't know if your captain and center will be out there. He'll probably be out there because he's tough and he's a captain. He's a center. You don't know how good he'll be, how healthy you be. You don't know who your right guard is. Hey, good news is you know your right tackle, I think, unless you make him be the left tackle. But if he's at right tackle, you felt okay about him making his debut coming off NFI. So, you know, those of you that believe that questions on the offensive line are a first step to getting your ass kicked, I would say the greatest likelihood is the Dolphins kick your ass on, on the offensive line. Yeah.
1: There's a greater likelihood than not, or as we like to use with triggering phraseology in these parts in Pat's nation, it is more probable than not that a healthy Miami defensive line with Jalen Phillips, Christian Wilkins, Emmanuel Ogba and more. Oh, I'm sorry. I forgot Bradley Chubb, Bill Belichick's former defensive line Bay. Give the Pat's offensive, this makeshift patchwork discount, double check offensive line, a handful fits and then some as well. And I think that's going to end up disrupting whatever the game plan was. Whatever you see on Sunday night is going to likely be a dialed-back version of whatever Bill O'Brien and Mac Jones wanted to go with in the first place because they're not going to have what is so precious and elusive to all of us in this life, Andy. Time. They're just not going to have time.
0: I'm not actually as worried about the dialed-back game plan because you'll have to do that. They'll practice it all week. They did it against the Eagles and there were times where Mac got the ball off really quickly in the face of Jalen Carter and Jordan Davis and those guys in the middle there was interior swift pressure on him and they made it work at times what I'm worried about is the Mike Tyson thing not it not the dialed back offense what happens when the dialed back offense gets punched in the face and that is struggling and you have to dial it back even more from the dialed back version what the hell is that just hand off left hand off right hand off left hand off right
1: what is a dialed-back version of a dialed-back offense? Ah, uh, we might find out Sunday starting at 820. ha, 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 Oh, boy. I wanted to be certain. I was so ready to be excited about this game. I was so ready for the Patriots to get in a shootout with Tua and finally get their first dub against him and have a big win and then go into the Jets week now with Zach Wilson under center. Like, who knows what's going on, what's up for grabs, and instead now it's like, well, they're, now they're a three-point dog at home. They opened it, too. Now they're already... Down to a three-point dog, they're banged up. They're like they just rolled over an SUV on the on the on the freaking highway. And by the way, the next two weeks they're probably going to get against the best two defenses in the NFL. But other than that, awesome.
0: But I would also say you don't want to get in a shootout. The last thing I think you want is a shootout. I'm going back to the other side of the ball. If you've noticed, there's a flippity floppity floppity floppity, flippity nature to my analysis. When you talk offense, I'm negative. When you talk defense, I have some positivity and. You know they're banged up on the offensive line a little bit too. You may be able to take advantage of that. You're playing well. You have more weapons. Also, by the way, Keon White continues to roll. And a uh, little side note here in this prediction, um, Christian Barmore has been pretty good. Pretty good. Not great. I don't good think start he's taken good,
1: good. Better start than last year. Yes. Better
0: start than last year, but he still hasn't taken the leap that, like, oh my god, did you see Barmore dominate that game? And
1: I, I, I'm waiting for our Chris Jones. Yes.
0: Well. I think you might be careful, Christian Barmore, because and maybe this is actually good for his development. I think you're not too far off from people saying, hmm, maybe Keon White is the developing dominant defensive lineman who's going to be the superstar on this front, and maybe Christian Barmore is just a good guy who'll be next to Keon White. And so I'm interested, and that might be a great thing for the Patriots. If if White develops into a star, um, athlete, versatile sort of playmaker on the defensive front, and Barmore is next in line. That's probably a pretty good development overall. Uh, be nice if they just pushed each other. And we don't know who is the great young defensive lineman on that team. Kind of like the Eagles. How about they do the Eagles thing, where you're like, "Hey, who's the great young? Oh, well, maybe it's Jordan Davis. Maybe it's Jalen Carter. You know, they still have the old guys too. That would be a nice mo for them to uh, to replicate. But I am I am somewhat confident that the defense will give Tua and company trouble at times. Mm-hmm. I mean, they. They held the Eagles to field goals, essentially. If you take out all the crap the offense did to them, they held the Eagles to field goals. And I will say, if they don't give up big plays, I think Mm -hmm. they're very much in this defensively, very much in this. But you're also talking about don't do something that you did a year ago when um, was it Bentley and Duggar missed the tackle on Waddle and he went the distance like you can't do that. No missed tackles, no guys getting free, and all of a sudden they're running down the field throwing the uh, peace out sign. You have to tackle, you have to keep everything in front. Make them, earn- it's old school defense for the Patriots. GTFB, the pass rush, the co- in mm-hmm. concert with the coverage, tackle
1: <laughs> well, that whole GFB, thing. I love that. Hey, by the way, a little matchup to keep an eye on. Maybe your good one this time, Andy Hart, would be this Isaiah Wynn, former friend of Foxborough, former Patriot. Uh, got the start last Sunday at left guard. I had heard some rumblings he may have to play left tackle this game. Was is there any truth to that?
0: Uh well the Armstead is hurt and they played yep. a Kendall Lamb last week who I am not sacrificial lamb. I'm not familiar with. Right. So um yeah that wouldn't surprise me if they had to bump him out which not the worst thing in the world for Matthew N- Judo. Not
1: exactly. How about this They'd too? Luck. Mike Reese tweets out an hour ago, the middle of Thursday afternoon, the 14th, former Patriots on Dolphins, 53-man roster, of course, Isaiah Wynn, slot receiver Braxton Berrios, old pal Justin Bethel, and Jake Bailey, the Jake Bailey revenge game. Of facing Wynn, defensive tackle Lawrence Guy said, quote, I know he has a chip on his shoulder coming back into the stadium. He knows our defense. I would, too, if I was in his situation. Damn, girl, we got us a little bit of a revenge game on Sunday night. Oh, and by the way, Mike Isiky is facing his former employer as well. Not really all
0: that worried about Isaiah Win. I mean, the guy had a chip on his shoulder when he was here. The guy always had a chip on his shoulder. He had a dink on his shoulder. He was a dink. I don't even know what you want to call it, but I'm not that worried. And Isaiah Win is not going to dominate the game. He's not. You're, gonna, you're not going to lose this game because of Isaiah Win. Ironically, even though his last name, you know, I got Wynn. got it totally. Um, they're they're going to they win for other that. reasons. Um, I'd actually be more worried about. Does your boy Braxton Berrios do anything you know you fixate on Waddle and Hill coming off that opener where they each average 19.5 yards per catch it's okay the Patriots send so many resources towards those two guys that Berrios just does the death by a thousand cuts damage and suddenly you look up and like oh crap we should probably start covering him he's got 10 catches for 98 yards and you know seven first downs and he's the reason they're moving the football um So that's that's a challenge. The one thing I wanted to bring up that I think um, and we talked with uh, our guest a little bit about it earlier is that I think the Dolphins are in a really interesting spot that they're kind of flying under the radar. Even before this weekend, they are like they weren't the Bills who are in the incumbent division champion. They weren't the Jets who are like the new hype train Aaron Rodgers. They kind of had a splashy but quiet offseason. Ramsey is there. Mm -hmm. Then Ramsey gets hurt and all of that. Mike McDaniel is kind of settling into who he is, which is quirky, weird, wannabe comedian, whatever the hell he is. But, but reasonably, time,
1: but effective as well.
0: Absolutely. Especially when he has good Kua, coaching, they work. When he has Tua, oh, yeah. they cook. They make and plays. he did some so nice
1: coach- coaching last week, too, at the end of the half, where he took the timeout with nine seconds left. Two pass plays, they get a penalty. They knock through a 45-yard field goal before the half. Like that was really good coaching right there.
0: And it's early in the year. It's warm, so he hasn't yet taken to. Um using a vape at any point, I was gonna say no vape shit or get a hit. Um, mm-hmm. and by the way, New England fans who are like like to make fun of McDaniel, he's quirky, right? Would you agree mm-hmm. he's quirky? You
1: know uh quirky? to say that's an understatement the size of Trent Brown. Yes,
0: he's as quirky as Bill Belichick is, probably not yeah. as quirky,
1: just yeah. in a different way. He's yeah, he's the millennial quirkster, if you will. Like he's very contemporary, odd, right. unique. Uh, so Bill Belichick if, is the old quirky old grump. Yeah, so those of you, you people
0: that spent 20 years defending Belichick and just let him be. Oh, I love it when Bill does that. Bill's so funny. Bill's so cool. Bill does his thing. Bill doesn't give an F about you guys.
1: All okay, right. All right. You've made work. your I point. Mean, You've alienated enough listenership at this point. Yes, go ahead. Yes, we get I'm
0: it. not yeah. alienating anything. I'm just pointing out facts. Simple okay. yes. facts.
1: No, these, uh, are your, these are, no, are I, your the, – yes, I think would like the opinion. spot
0: his team is in. 1-0, right. big win on the road going to New England, everybody's talking about the Jets falling apart and the Bills struck. like, okay, just ignore us. We'll be fine and we'll just keep rolling right along and we're yep. looking to do some damage.
1: We'll go. Yeah, the Dolphins are looking to pick up a second conference win, a first win in the AFC East. The Jets already have a quality win in the AFC East. Buffalo's looking to get a conference win Sunday against Jimmy G. Go rate is on Sunday. I'll be rooting for my guy, Jacoby Myers, to say the least to get up there and take care of business and Orchard Park as well. Oh man, my confidence is a—it's uh, far from shaken, but it's rattled a little bit. Got to tell you, not feeling the same as I did earlier in the week, but that's all right. Uh, when it comes down to putting your money where your mouth is, you should always trust your gut and your conviction. Uh, before we get to our final prediction on the game, Andy, it is time once again for the Six Rings and Football Things FanDuel Sportsbook Bet of the Week, brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. FanDuel make every moment more. Andy, I have because. At time of publication and record, there are no individual player props as of yet on Miami versus New England. However, there are a lot of your basic same game parlay action and so much more available to you. So I'm going to offer a pick on the game uh, in the over-under. You're going to make a game pick. And then I'm just going to throw out there another NFL bet that I'm feeling surprisingly good about. So let's go ahead and get your first bet right here in terms of Pats versus Fish, who you got.
0: Um, this to me is a relatively simple one. I I know this is Gresh's side of the street, but when the offensive line is as porked as the Patriots' offensive line looks like it might be, again, maybe it all turns around. Maybe Cole Strange and Mike Unwin who play 100% of the snaps this week, and that really gives a boost to that line. Who knows? Fingers crossed. I hope it happens. I would love to see it, because I would love to see what you said, get the old Alabama quarterbacks to get in a little bit of a shootout and see if you can have some fun in this game. On a Sunday night football, primetime, Gillette Stadium, the big scoreboard, first time we're really going to see it, in a big game at night with the lights and the mm. lighthouse and the bell and all these things. Um, give me the Dolphins. <laughs> I give the, give me the Dolphins to uh, lay the three and cover it. I just, Patriots got a moral victory. Sooner or later, they need a real victory, and I'm not sure this is the spot they get it in.
1: All right. Uh, Andy likes the Dolphins, giving three. Latest line, he gives three. Three points to it, w- opened at two, and it'll be a three point a field goal that Andy is confident in giving to the Patriots. He is taking the Dolphins. I would, I would take the over overall, it's 46 and a half right now. But more than that, Andy, the New England Patriots, we often speak of they need to score 24 or more to be in this game, right? And I know they're a shaky O line play, but I saw so many positive signs. Juju Smith Schuster. In the curious case of his mysterious knee withstanding I felt pretty good about what I saw to of that offense and I think they're playing a lesser defense this week now I know Vic Fangio has said he'll do better he'll do more the points that they gave up last week was from a lack of preparation on his standpoint however I see Michael McCorkle Jones improving a little bit I see the running attack getting after it and keeping the Patriots in this game I'm going to take Patriots over 22 and a half points at minus 112 that's my Patriots bet here for the FanDuel Sportsbook Bet of the Week. And while we're at it, if you're looking to scratch the itch somewhere else and have a little action throughout the course of the day leading into the sniff with the Finns at the Foxborough Football People, I also like the Jets getting 9.5 against Dallas. Final score of that game could be 13-6. to six. That's a dub. Dallas may you very see. well win. If you're feeling frisky, hell, go ahead and take the money line on the Jets. I think that's plus 350. However, I do like... I do like the Jets to cover because I think their defense is going to keep them within 10 points of any game this year, regardless of how you feel about old Zachy Milf uh, in his action under center for the Jetropolitan. So there you go, folks. Your FanDuel Sportsbook better of the Week on six rings and football things. Andy likes the fish, giving three to the Patriots at Gillette. I say the Pats score over 22.5 points. And a little bonus action, take the Jets on the road at Jerry World, getting nine and a half, Mrs. Bueller. All right, final thoughts, Andy, as we wrap up this fantastic episode of Six Rings and Football, things in advance of Dolphins Patriots. If the Patriots win,
0: I think we're talking about a breakout game for Ramondre Stevenson, like a 200-plus type yard game where you're like, kids, we know what jersey we're buying. Kids, we know what football cards we're buying. Ramondre Stevenson, if the Patriots pull this little upset here at home Sunday night football, give me Ramondre Stevenson to be the star of the game.
1: And if the Patriots are able to pull this out, they likely will give up a few points during the course of this game. We may be looking at not only his first victory in the quarterbacks of Alabama shootout. This could be that signature win, the potential comeback that we've been looking for. Mac Jones has been on the cusp of a comeback, a signature win that he has basically lacked his entire career as the quarterback of the Patriots. If he can finally put his stamp on a dub, this would be it, and I think it would be a massive confidence builder for the Patriots going forward. All right, folks, don't forget uh, when you guys wrap up Dolphins Patriots Sunday night around 1130 or so, the Six Rings post game show on WEI with Fitzy and Hart. We'll be on 1130P to 2A. That's right. We're always Excuse there me. for you guys. Yeah. Excuse me, 11, 2A? Yeah, to, we're working until 2 in the morning together. Yes, we are. Son. It's going to be. It's got to be a late one. It's going to be a long one, but we do it for you people. And of course the love of the sport and a small check every now and again, or at least once every two weeks. (laughs) Thank you very much. FanDuel. Good job, Jake Mendel. Thank you so much for joining us from just another dolphins, another dolphins podcast. Justin Turpin as always everybody at wei.com 2400 sports and the odyssey sports network. This is Fitzy. Thanks for listening to six rings and football things. We'll talk to you Sunday night after fish at Pat's have a great rest of your week. Good day, God bless, and as always, Go Pats!